Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to a really fucking weird episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pado. Welcome, Pado. Thanks, mate. Yeah, we, we don't really know what to do this week, um, considering most people have used up my, most of their trades, if not all of them. Um, I know there's a fair few with two still out there, some with three plus, so good on you if you've got three plus trades, but we've had a bit of a talk and a fair few of the listeners and whatnot kind of want us to do something a bit different this week to break it up, just because if we keep talking about trading targets when they've got no trades, what's the point? You get what I mean, Pato? Absolutely. I uh, ran out of trades a couple of weeks ago, so <laughs> I um, absolutely agree. I've enjoyed some of the other podcasts around. I listened to a few of them and, and they've started talking about sort of this year and even next year as well. And I enjoy sort of, you know, going back over the year that's been and th- just thinking about mistakes I've made and, and what I would do better next year and all that sort of stuff. So oh, I think that's exciting to listen to. And I think that's the avenue we might go down, Dano and, and listeners. But before we do that, I've got to take my... Well, it's not really a blender challenge this week because I completely forgot about it just before getting on the podcast. So I got an empty ocean spray bottle <laughs> and I've mixed it with Daily Juice Co. Apple Water, Melon and Raspberry Juice. And then I had another tin of tuna because I don't like eating it. So I just have them sitting there. Oh, don't ask me why. Um, I put no, you have them there. for the captain's challenge, mate. <laughs> Pretty much that's all I've used them for. <laughs> if I could put that in there. Um, now I've put in a lamb kofta mashed up. Um, Jesus. That, yeah. I, I just had leftover koftas and I was like, I got to eat them at some stage. Um, and I put in this, that shoot sriracha, fuck however you pronounce it, ketchup, tomato sauce shit in here. And I've also got in here some like, like pulled it apart and mixed it around some spinach. Um, and a little bit of lime cordial. So I've just got to shake it up a bit. Oh, that's floaties. Ah, uh, here we go. Oh, fuck. That sounded like it went through. Okay. Oh, it's stuck in my beard. Fuck. You're going to be tasting that all night. Oh. Oh. Have you ever been in a club? No, I'm kidding. Anyway, let's go. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll start focusing on teams and we'll go in alphabetical order because it's fucking easier. Um, and just discuss players that we've liked this year um, from each team and some that we might look at next year as well. So, alphabetical order, we'll start off with the Adelaide Crows. So, Pado, who's someone that you've liked this year from the Adelaide Crows, supercoach-wise? Uh, really hard to go past uh, the ever-dependable Rory Laird. Now, he's actually going to another level than what I even expected from him. Mm. 
Started off as sort of a 100-105 every week. As we all know, he's gone into that midfield role, which he ended last year on. Uh, but I think since sort of the buy, he's gone to another level again. And I, I his average is 116, Dano. Uh, yep. And his season rank overall is 11th. And I think fairly sure he's in the top eight midfielders if you ignore his defensive status. So... Absolute monstrous year from him. And I honestly think he has another gear in him. Um, And I get the funny feeling he may turn into a bit of a POD next year if you've got um, the Nats to to start him in that midfield. But um, if you look at his stats, ever since round 12 against the Pies, he's gone 144, 132, 109. 129, 123, 104, 178, and 102, which is just absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm all one for the a bloke that I didn't have pretty much for a lot of the year, which is Tex Walker. Uh, fucking out of nowhere, burst out of, out of the blocks and just never looked back. He had a few down games, but that's to be expected when you're a key forward. But fucking hell, man, he made so much coin. He played, he's still playing Unreal. Um, so he's the one for me. And of course, I was gonna would have said Rory Laird as well. Next year, though, he I'm I'm assuming he's just gonna be sold mid only. So yeah, like you said, Rory Laird would be a huge POD next year. I can't see myself picking Tex Walker next year, but who's someone from the Adelaide Pros that you could think might be able to break out next year or you'd consider? Um I don't have the balls to to even think about starting because I think there's much better options in his position, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Riley O'Brien break out next year. Yeah. Averaging 96 this year, uh, which isn't horrible. And he's battled a little bit of a back issue throughout the middle part of the season, but um, he's got the ability to go big. Now he had 135 against North Melbourne, which um, is no mean feat against Todd Goldstein, who's one of the better rucks in the comp and also went one third in against Frio um, and Sean Darcy. So has the ability to go big um, and doesn't generally drop too low uh, when he's healthy. So with a floor of about 85 and a ceiling of about 130, 140, um, he could potentially break out next year. It wouldn't surprise me to push that average over hundred. Yeah. Um, someone, that I am waiting to see where they end up um, is actually Matt Crouch. Now, I don't know whether or not he's going to be at the Crows next year. I'm assuming no, but he's going to be so juicy and cheap next year. And we all know how good Crouch is. So he's one that I'll be definitely eyeing off for next year. I would have started him this year if I could, but obviously couldn't. Um, The other one that I'm kind of looking at and I want to see a huge preseason from him. That's Lockie Scholl. Um, but again, I'm just not too sure with him in that Adelaide side. Um, he is a younger player, so we'll see what happens with Lockie Scholl. But he could even be a good draft option if he can get that preseason in and look for goods, but even though sometimes preseason height doesn't translate. Um, it could in this case with Lockie Scholl. Okay, so, yeah. yep, go, Pato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lockie Scholl's a really good shout, Dano. Uh, probably not for next year for me, for Supercoach Classic, uh, but I like his potential for a couple of years' time. He's definitely one to watch. He might be. He might have a bit of a, a Jack Lukosius year next year where he'll 
have some bigger games and, and people may get sucked into bringing him in or starting him. But I think he's probably a couple of years away from being super coach relevant. But I do like the Lockie Shoal pick. Now, one that I'm hoping doesn't debut this year is Fisher Mackesy. Uh, I hope I've said that wrong. Uh, so I hope I've said that, that right. right. <laughs> um, young key position player. Uh, they rate him really highly. He was 199,000 defensive yeah. forward in super coach this year. Um, been playing a lot of key back, I believe, in the Sandful. Yep, I yep. hope he doesn't debut because um, he'll drop down to about 150 next year. I'm, I'm shocked he hasn't debuted actually because they've had a lot of injuries to key position defenders. And he screams someone that should be playing full back from them just to get some experience into. But I hope for this last few weeks he doesn't debut so he can be even cheaper next year and might be a defensive rookie option for us next cool. year. Cool. Anyway, we'll move on to Brisbane because we've got 18 fucking teams to get through and we're trying to cram this into a short episode. So Brisbane. Um, who did you like, Pato, um, and who would you look at next year? Yeah, Brisbane had quite a few super coach relevant players this year. They've been pretty good for us. Uh, the obvious one for me is Dane Zorko. Now, he's dropped off a little bit in the last few weeks, but averaging 109 up forward, uh, is he the number one ranked forward? Or if he's not, he's up oh, probably second behind Zebel, actually. It, it's easy to forget Zebel when you've never owned him, which hurts, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's up there for forwards. Uh, yeah, second-ranked forwards. So he's had a massive year at his age. Um, he's been awesome. And Jared Lyons is the other one. Real quiet achievers. in only 10% of teams, which is a little bit surprising. But 117 average just does the dirty work in that Brisbane midfield, just gets the job done. Yeah. And real underrated player. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much hit the nail on the head with both of those. The other one that I would include is Daniel Rich. I think he was just fucking vintage as fuck. And I, I, when you folk, when you pick Rich as a potential cap, like VCC option throughout the year, I think he's having a fucking good year. So Daniel Rich is the other one for me. Now next year, who would you focus on? Was the the Brisbane Lions, Pato? Who who would you have a look at potentially? Yeah, it depends on the preseason, but uh, someone like Thomas Berry who's currently priced 191000 So he's not super cheap, but someone that is young and will play in that midfield role. Now, I can't see him getting a spot even over his brother, Jared, or Lockie Neal or any of those guys. Um, yeah. But maybe one to keep an eye on could be a decent, expensive rookie option next year. Um, the other one would be Harry Sharp, who played a couple of games. So I don't know what his price will do for next year. It might go up a little bit from his 117000 but... He was really quick. Now, wait, he did, did he do an ACL? No, he did an ankle. So he should be fine for next year and could be one to keep an eye on if his price is low enough as a starting rookie. Yep, yep. Don't mind those two shouts either, Pat. Um, with Brisbane, though, one that I'll be definitely keeping keeping an eye on just to see how he plays with Neil and whatnot in the side is Hugh McCluggage again. Um, when Neil wasn't in the side and he played that inside mid-roll, he was fucking unbelievable. But as soon as Neil and whatnot came back, he's had a big drop-off. So did we see a glimpse of the real humor cluggage this year? I reckon Yeah, so. we definitely saw it. Yeah, yeah. He looked really good when Neil was out. But Neil's not going anywhere. And with a full preseason, Neil will probably be back to his best next year if he's healthy. So tough and midfield to crack into. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lucky Neil's another one that you can look at for next year. I think 
with a big discount. So we'll move on to Carlton now. Um, Carlton Blues. Who did you like this year from Carlton Pato? And I know the oh, first one that you're going to say. Yeah, there's, uh, this is too obvious, mate. The, yeah. uh, the future Brownlow medalist, yep. Sam Walsh. Um, fuck. Hashtag what, heat what, yeah. <laughs> he's in his fucking what second season and he's averaging 120. Uh, what more can you say? Just unfucking believable. Yeah. Anyone else um, that you like from there, Pato? No, nah, Carlton. Nah, no one. There's a couple that are, couple that are on my never again list from Carlton. See, um, Sam Sam Walsh is that good that Pato thinks it's his second year. Third year, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. The fun fact about Sammy Walsh, though, 86.9 in his first year, then 101 average in his second year, and now he's up to 120.4. That's unreal. That That's going north too, Dano. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, you'll only get better. Like yeah. the fact, the fact think- that he's had some sub 100 games, like there's a 71 in there, and then there's an 80 odd, 80 odd. 80 odd, yeah, and then he's just pulling out 140s and shit like that. Fuck yeah, yeah no, he's I think, good. I, I think he, along with Oliver, are just going to be must have in any super coach team for the next eight years at least. Yeah, I think I'm starting Sam Walsh next year, 100%. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter what his price is, it could be 690,000. I'll probably start him. He's that good. Yeah, fair. Um, anyone that you'd else that you'd look at for next year, Pato? Uh, maybe Harry Mackay. Um, he's at an interesting price point. He's 362000 with an average of 78 and has battled a couple of injury uh, games. So leading the Coleman, obviously, we all know, even after missing a couple of games this year. So it could have a similar sort of text year next year. And I feel like with text having such the start that he did this year, people may be tempted to start a key forward from round one next year. Now it's a complete lottery as to which one might give you that 100, 110 average for the first eight to 10 weeks up to the buys or whatever. Yeah. But Harry Mackay yeah. might be at a really juicy price at say 380,000 where might be just worth starting and sitting as your F6 by the end of the year. And I think as long as he's playing games now, it's interesting that, Charlie Kerno coming back might actually really help Mackay because Charlie Kerno is so good that you obviously need to put your your second best defender on him. And I think it helps free him up a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, I've completely forgot about someone from Brisbane that we've just absolutely forgotten about for next year. Cam Rayner? Fucking Cam Rayner. Just dawned on me then. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I looked at him, but you mentioned Carlton, and I'm like, all right, we'll leave it. But yeah, yeah no, Cam yeah. Rayner, I really like. Uh, maybe at a really awkward price point at maybe two eighty, three hundred. Oh, man, man, what sort it, of don't you give him? But Cam Rayner, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the fact is, we got no excuses now for that two eighty k range one because wasn't that was Zebel was that? Zebel was two twenty, I think, maybe two thirty. No, I think he was a bit more than that, dude. I think he was about two seventy. Okay. He was an awkward price, but it, a lot of people started him. Hashtag not us by accident. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no one really, Carlton. There is a rookie that I'm trying to fucking remember his name that um, he only just came back not long ago and he's playing in the resis when they can. But I've forgotten his name. 
He's a former first round pick that just hasn't played for Carlton. He's one that I'd look at as soon as I fucking remember his name. Anyway. What about Mark Murphy, Dano? No. The fact that they're playing him as a sub to get him to his milestone is fucking ridiculous. Has he announced his retirement? I don't think so, but I think it's coming. Just this, this seems yeah. to me this this has Geelong written all over it. Well, Geelong pick up Mark Murphy. I don't think Murphy could do that to Carlton. If he moves on to a a Carlton uh, a Geelong or someone like that, and he plays halfback, he's priced at two hundred one thousand. They know with a break even of seventy nine, and he's been the sub the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh... Couldn't do if it. If Mark Murphy is 150,000 oh, fuck next yeah. year. Fuck yeah. And he goes to Geelong and plays halfback wing, whatever the fuck they want to put him. I I feel like he has to be in everyone's team. It's Mark Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, move on to Collingwood now. Um, Collingwood, I'm going to talk about the first one because you don't like talking about him. Jordan Dugowie. Oh, Jordan Dugowie. No, no. I've got, I got to say his name. He's earned it. He's earned it. He's earned it. He's also yeah, probably earned I, a jail sentence next year, but anyway. Um, well, no, yeah, Jordan, it's going to depend on whether he's in, and out, in or out of jail. Yeah, but haven't even re-signed him yet because of, I think, that. But anyway, um, Jordan Dugowie, he's just, if he plays mid, he's fucking there. And if Robert Harvey's the coach, which I don't think he will be, but if Robert Harvey's the coach, he'll definitely be in the middle. Um, but, yeah, like Jordan Dugowie. Ugh, ugh, feels dirty saying that. Like Jordan Dugowie. Uh, this yeah, year. The, the forward line is going to be very interesting next year. I've done a lot of thinking about it. Well, Dugowie's played enough forward this year. He will be a forward for he'll sure. He'll be a mid-forward, I, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. He'll be DPP for sure. And if he's priced at five hundred twenty thousand, it's going to be hard not to start him. Yeah, but it also goes off of his average, and his average isn't like in the five hundred k range. True, his average is eighty two. That's not five hundred k range. No, so if he's four sixty, yeah, auto I start. Think that's the yeah. only thing is, they will probably be coached by Clarko next year. No, I don't know. I don't know. Or whoever coaches next year. Uh, but it's just that role change. Now, he's good up forward. It just depends on the new coach, and I think that's probably the only asterisk. Yeah. Um, he could play one preseason game in the midfield, do really well, everyone gets sucked in, but then plays forward in round one, and then you're stuck with a Tom Phillips like I was all year this year. Yeah, um, okay. Literally happened in preseason. So, um yeah, but I mean, if he's playing midfield and all signs indicate a full midfield role like he has since the pretty much the bye, that's a no-brainer start round one. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, we'll go with oh, someone else for that I've liked this year. Someone else that I've liked this year. I didn't mind Darcy Moore, um, but then he went down with injury. Uh, but there's not really that many Collingwood ones uh, besides Brody Grundy that you'd like, that you'd select next now, year. The interesting thing with Collingwood, now obviously they'll have Dacos. He'll be probably yeah. in every team. And he's probably going to go straight into that midfield as well. So he's going to be a very juicy rookie and may even be a Matt Rowell sort of rookie, hopefully not without the injury, where 
could average 95, 100 as a rookie, um, even yep. at 240 or whatever he's going to be, whatever pick he goes. So I think that's a no-brainer for sure. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, today Thomas announced his retirement. Uh, no, oh. not Thomas. Chris, Chris Main, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, oh, that's the first I've fucking heard. <laughs> not Josh Thomas. Chris Main announced his retirement. So that frees up a halfback spot. And hopefully they give it to someone young that is rookie priced and we can use for our super coach teams because that's a very attractive role, obviously. And I really oh. like that thought. Now, the other one that I think I'm for sure going to start, aside from Brady Grundy, I'm not, we're not even going to mention him because he's going to be in, he should be yeah. in 80% of the team. Next year yeah, after yeah. Round one. Um, Jack Crisp. Fuck I'm, yes. I Fuck think yes. I'm, I think I've decided that I'm going to start him next year. Even so durable. If he's, a, if he's a little bit more expensive because yeah, he's durable and he's averaging 104 this year in just 5% of teams. So not only is he durable, he doesn't miss games. He's a POD and yeah. off that half back line, he's going to play that. And I think that will be a really good pick next year. I fucking love that one. I've, crispy bacon's the way to go. I think I figured out that next year I'll take less of a risk on injury affected players. There'll be a couple that I'll take a risk on, but other than that, I'll just go for durability and Crisp is yeah. one of those ones that I'll just be like, he may not average the most out of everyone, but he will play fucking He's every, week. Play every week. Yeah, yeah, he'll play every week. You, there's one trade you don't have to worry about, yeah. really. Um, so that's yeah, Collingwood ones. We've already gone over Dacos. Um, the other one that I was thinking of is, even if he still averages 60 over the next three weeks, Finley McRae, um, because he was yeah, sub-affected games. Yeah. Yeah. It might just depend on what position he is because he played a little bit of half forward, but if he plays the rest of this year as a pure mid, does he still have that DPP or does Doesn't he go matter. mid only? Doesn't matter. He'll be rookie priced. True. It, it all depends on role too, because Dacos will, would kick him out of that midfield, I oh, think. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, he's still a McRae and we know how much super coach love those McRae's. Yep, no worries. We'll go on to Essendon now. Oh, yep, no, one more, Sorry, one more quickly. I know you mentioned that you didn't want to touch injury-prone plays, but there's going to be one that's very cheap, Dano, from Collingwood that is a potential 110 averaging player, and you would know him very well because he played at the Giants. I can't even remember. And you've got him currently. Oh, Taylor Adams. Yep. Taylor Adams. Yep, not fair. I didn't want to mention him because I'm not going to start him next year. Um, and he's just had injury affected year. He's, he's kind of just he's getting into the tissue paper kind of zone. Sorry, I'm trying to fight my fucking dog off my arm here. Uh, listeners at home, if, if you hear a dog growling, it's dad, it's not me getting it's not me. <laughs> if uh, just quickly on Adams, if it if it's a situation like Kelly this year where there's no injury affected pre season and he gets through all of it, I think it's probably worth a start now. That's a big if because I don't know the last time Taylor Adams would have had a preseason because that guy's always injured. But if he gets yeah. through the rest of this year unaffected and gets through preseason, he may have his surgeries over the off season. But if he gets through preseason fully uh, un, uninterrupted, then he might be a worth a cheeky start next year. Yep, yep, fair. Move on to Essendon now. 
Um, so some players that we can, well, that we were happy with this year um, with Essendon. You got to can't go past Merritt. You can't go past fucking Darcy Parish. They're the two. Big yeah, they're the me. two. They're the two. Absolutely. Um, Ridley has been a bit up yeah. and down, which is super frustrating. He's dropped below the 100 average now um, after his little lockdown job on Papley and didn't even do it well. So yeah. hopefully Rutten sees that and thinks that he's not a lockdown defender and he should be playing that halfback role. Yep, yep. No, I couldn't agree more with Alan. Um, can't be disappointed with Kyle Langford's game, but Dylan Shield coming back's kind of fucked him up a bit. Um, yeah, other than that, that's... Are the only ones uh, I can there, really think of? There is one that flew right under the radar as a mid-pricer, Dano. Oh, Dyson Headland. Yeah, started at about 300,000-odd um, and has averaged 100. Uh, sorry, 99. So you wouldn't be mad if you either started him or brought him in to make some money. Um, yep. He played round one, they got injured, and then went from f- pretty much round four onwards. So, look, you could do worse at that price. And... As, you, as an M8, that's that's a better option than fucking Patrick Cripps, which is my M8. Well, Jeremy <laughs> Sharp's my M8 now because fucking Pendlebury's de- down, but that's irrelevant. Yep, not fair. Um, next year, though, looking at the Boomers, the Essendon Boomers. The Boomers starting about an hour, mate. Oh, yeah, but the Essendon Boomers right now. The Essendon Boomers. Um yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because most of them have debuted this year. So Parish next gonna, year, or I Parish next year is an interesting one. I feel like he might have a drop off next year just because we started to now because of the tagging. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. And I and I feel like teams are going to keep looking at that. And if that's the case, I really like Zach Merritt from round one next year. Yeah, because we yeah. know how good he can be without that tag. And if Parish is the one that's going to attract that tag now. Um, Merritt is a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few that are going to be like that. It's going to be steady accumulators. Um, and it'll be interesting. Uh, some other ones, I, I kind of, and if, this is like draft league shit, I reckon. If you want to look at like, I doubt he's going to explode onto the scene, but Archie Perkins, like he's gone okay this year, but next year I reckon he might be a look in a What about draft dry cold one? Caldwell was my next one. So I started Caldwell this year. Fuck a big mistake. Made a tissue paper. He should be then cheaper next year, you assume. Um, if he's a certain price that I will not name, I'll probably bring him in again. Um, but I don't think he's going to be that guy that's – he'd just be a moneymaker, that's it, and he'll be a high-priced moneymaker. He won't be a keeper. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's all I can really think. Um, Dylan Shield would be the other one, maybe, but no. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. No, thank you. He's an RDT or fantasy thing only. Yeah. Cannot find a target if his life depended on it. Yep. yep. I don't even know if he's first choice midfield anymore at the Bombers, Dano. Yeah, that's actually a valid point. Parrish and Merritt and the way that uh, – Jake Stringer has been in that midfield. There's your first three choices. Mm. Kyle Langford's looked really good through there. Andy McGrath will be back round one next oh, year. Oh, fucking Andy McGrath. There you go. There's another one. I don't know if Dylan Shield is. I mean, he's on too much money to not play midfield. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see how they manage that situation. 
And I'll move on to the next team, which is the one that I'm fucking excited about. That's the Frio oh, Dockers. Yeah. Frio yeah, fucking Dino. Dockers. We've got so many juicy ones for next year in this one. But for now, what we're happy with this year, I'll say Brayshaw because he fucking killed it last round. But he he's going to be up and down still. I don't think you'll ever get the solid 100s every week. Um, but he's been good. He's been good. Um, the other one... I, yep. I have said it all year, Dano. Andy Brayshaw, I'm starting next year 100%. Yep, um, I just hope he doesn't have his 190 games, which yeah, I think he is now with five coming out, which kind of hurts because it means everyone's going to be looking at that and thinking, oh, I'm going to start him next year. So he goes from a POD to someone that everyone will be looking at. But yeah. Brayshaw's a star, and next year I think is when he has that real breakout season. I, I reckon he'll have a parish year next year, don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Don't mind that. Um, Will Chera stay at Frio? We don't know, but he's been okay this year. I, when I'm thinking of Frio players next year, I don't mind Shea Bolton starting him. Shea Bolton at Frio, you reckon? I reckon that'd be a swap deal, Dano, and it'll be win-win for both clubs. What the Chera fuck? and Bolton. Fuck. Pato. I reckon they'll swap spots. Out of nowhere. Fuck. Okay. Um... Who else do we like? Well, I didn't like Fife this year because he's poor boy he's, getting re- fucking. He's going to be cheap. Whatnot. He's going to be cheap. How cheap? He's averaging a hundred. Yeah, but that's still expensive. That's still a five hundred and something thousand. He's currently four hundred fifty-five. Yeah, I know, but at the starting price next year goes based off their average. Yeah. Well, Luke Ryan's averaging the same. Yeah, so Lukey Ryan, though, is the one that I'm going to start next year. Fuck me dead. He's a gun. And yep. the, the the biggest one, drum roll, please. And Sean Darcy. Yeah, um, going to be hard to ignore him next year. Um, it, it's funny. We'll talk about him when we get to his club, but Max Gorn might be a bit of a POD next year. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Oh, that is so true. Um, I'm just going to count how many clubs we've gone through right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. We've got three more to go, Pato, I reckon, and then we'll start going on the VC and C options. Uh, so we're up Beautiful. to Geelong. No, sorry, just quickly with Freo when we're talking about next year. Oh, yeah, next year. Um, sorry. We, we may find out whether Luke Valente exists next year. <laughs> um, yeah, Fuck. <laughs> Every preseason since this kid got drafted, Frio have gone, he's looked really good. He'll probably debut round one, blah, blah, blah. There's been no sighting of him. Um, he looks I hope he 28 does. now. That's how does long he? I don't even know what the guy looks like. <laughs> he looks like he's 28 and has had 50 preseasons. <laughs> well, surely he debuts round one next year. Like, yeah. Uh, he's a fucking, he's the new human meatball, in my opinion. Fuck it out. Well, when, if when he was a kid, pressier is then when, uh, that'll be a. When Valente player. was a kid, he always dreamed of being a cloud, and now he is a cloud because he's got that much fucking muscle on him, dude. He's fucking huge. Wow. He'll be a contested ball beast. Yeah, well, fucking get him in then, Longmore. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the other one for next year to look at a little bit, Hayden Young. I like Ooh, I don't I, that one. He absolutely. Uh, 
dominated on Sunday. And I don't want to talk too much about the game itself, but he was very impressive. Yeah, and he's only going to get better too. Yeah, um, 100%. Great, yeah. great future ahead for that kid. Bloody oath. Anyway, we'll move on to Geelong now. So Geelong, who do we like this year? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. The fucking Guth. Cam Guthrie. No one picked that fucking breakout. But who, Pato? But us. But fucking us. Everyone's like, oh. We got, but we got. fucking us. No, thanks. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying on Facebook, we got trash talked for even considering Cam Guthrie for a breakout year this year. And then what the fuck happened, Pato? And then 15% of Supercoaches brought him in. Fucking oath. See, there's sometimes just using your brain and just assessing some things can get you far. Um, anyway, Cam Guthrie was one. Tomahawk was another one um, for me. Dangerfield, I can't put in there yet because I had him and then he got suspended and then he got injured and then, yeah. So, but at the same time, will Danger be a bit cheaper next year? Do we want him in the may, team? He may not even be a forward next year. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because he hasn't played that stay-at-home forward much this year. He's played a lot of midfield. He only needs about a 35% split up forward. Yeah. We'll see what they do with that. Um, the one for me I feel like I can't ignore next year is Tom Stewart. Yeah. Him and Lukey um, Ryan are my two starters next year. Yeah, I like best. it. I like yeah. it. Amazingly, Tom Stewart's only in 38% of teams with an average of 108. That's just absurd. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, the, there's a guy in... Um, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to discuss him this time around, but for Hawthorne, that will definitely be in my team next year. That will go against my no injuries policy. Oh, he'll be in everyone's team. Yeah. Um, anyone else from Geelong? I'm going to say, is it Charlie Constables, the one that wants to trade? Yes. Yes. Tallying it up in the VFL. Yeah. Um, but poor kid cannot get a constant run at it. He yeah. will dominate somewhere next year and it won't be Geelong. There's another one that will also probably move on and dominate elsewhere, and that's Jordan Clark. Um, yeah, uh, out west. For some absurd reason, cannot find a regular spot in this team. While Geelong keep giving Luke Dahlhouse and fucking Jed Buse and... Oh, in Jed's defence, and- he's actually a handy defender. True. Yeah, that's fair. That's he's fair. not. But he's not a fantasy based player. He's more of a lockdown yeah. like kind of guy. So, yeah, it's just a, one of the first names that came to my head. But like they're, they're giving all these guys games, and they've got two really talented youngsters there that just can't get a regular run in it, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. But someone next year will benefit greatly from Constable and Jordan Clark. Now, Constable and- has Jared, Jared Lyons written all over it where oh, he yeah, could true. go elsewhere and absolutely dominate. That's how talented that kid is. Yeah. Um, the other one, Quentin Narkel, depending on whether he stays or goes. I think he did he I just really re-sign? Like I actually think he might have just re-sign. No, I don't think so. He's a Ralph Carr uh, client. So Ralph Carr likes to renegotiate at the end of a year. So I think he'll probably renegotiate at the end of the year. Rumoured to Richmond. I'm not sure if we need another one of those sort of types, um, but very talented. And yeah. depending on where he goes, I think it'll be a really good option, even if he's at 350,000, because he's great when he plays that midfield role. Yeah, correct. We go on to 
the Gold Coast Suns, okay, the peop- the team that's basically letting everyone down. <sighs> um, we'll go on to who's impressed us this year. I would have said Jack Bowes, but he's kind of dropped off a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, there's there's only really one that is even averaging over 97, um, and that's Took Miller. Uh, yeah, Tookie. Yeah. I, I hope he I hope for his sake he does really well in the Brownlow because um, he deserves it. I don't think he'll win it, but to see him go top five will be really nice recognition for a, for a dominant season in, in a season where Gold Coast can't really bring much positivity out of the year. But yeah, he's an absolute lone shining star. Like, and I'm, I'm already like picturing uh, midfield next year and I just want to load my mids up with primos. Because I, I just I just want to have like a Took Miller, then you'd want an Oliver, then you'd want a McRae, then you want a Walsh, and then a Steele. There's five right there. Yep. And yep. then and Zach Merritt at six. Quantum Pally, Merritt, oh, fuck. Dunkley, who will be mid only, Laird, Callum Mills. Yeah, midfield gonna is going to yeah. Structure next year will be very interesting, but we'll save that for a future podcast, Dano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself there. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm already on next year mode as well, mate, because I've run out of trades. I'm still in these fucking Supercoach finals right now. So I'm, I'm done in my Supercoach draft um, semi-final against Stevie Fizz um, from the uh, draft doctors. He, he had, did a Hail Mary play with the one and only Andy Brayshaw. Fucking last day, I thought I was home and hosed. Brayshaw fucking comes out and does that. And I'm like, fuck, I've been done. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Lukosius would have been in my impressed with this year, but he hasn't. Keep an eye on him for next year. I just, I don't know if he can ever get to that elite level in Supercoach. I think he will one day. He's that good by foot. I think... He can eventually turn into a James Sicily type of player. Yeah. Um, okay. Or a Jordan Ridley type. He's that good by foot, but he's just got to play that regular role. And is it going to take someone else coaching them for them to find that role for him? Maybe. But whenever he's played that role, Dana, he's looked a class above. And I'm shocked that he hasn't played that role consistently this year because yep. that kid's a star. Anyway, next for next year. Hope fucking if you're listening to this, coaching staff of the Gold Coast Suns, whoever's coaching next year, if it's Stewie Dewey, whoever. But for this year, Stewie Dewey, fucking play Matt Rowell in the forward line just so then we can get him as a DPP forward mid next year in Super Coach. Just park him there. You've already done it a fair few times this year since he's come back from injury. So just keep doing it. Make his average shit and let us swoop in and scoop him up next year. What do you reckon, Pato? Yeah, it's wishful thinking. I'm not sure if he'll get that forward status. In actual fact, if he gets forward status, he won't be at POD at all. So I kind of hope he keeps that mid-only slot. I won't pick him Uh, if he's a mid. I won't pick him. Yeah, so that's good because I've seen his ceiling and if he gets through a full preseason, I really like him as a starting pick. Also seen his fucking body and he's made of tissue paper at the moment. Yeah, look, we'll see what happens through the preseason, but he's one I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone else from the Gold Coast Suns for next year? I wonder year? if we'll find out if Aiden Fife exists. He might debut next year. <laughs> um, yeah, I sure. kind of want to start him just just for this year's sake, because uh, <laughs> as an ode for this year, having him on my team all year as a as a loophole player, really come in handy with that defensive mid swing. Uh, don't even know what he looks like or or what position he plays or how he's even <laughs> going in the VFL, but. He's been really thankful, uh, really helpful for me. So thank you, Aiden Fife. Um, uh, the other one might be Ned Moyle, uh, who they picked up in the mid-season draft as a young ruckman. Um, now Jared Witts will probably come in round one. So if he does come in, he'll play as a forward and back up in the ruck. But in a position where they're really light on for eggs, when you take out Jared Witts, I mean Zach Smith's their fucking first choice ruck at the moment, and that tells you all you need to know about their ruck situation, but Ned Moyle might be one for next year. And he's currently 102,000, so they won't add no. his price, add anything to his price. So he might be a nice little bench ruck for next year and hopefully he can get forward status as well. My ones to look for as well next year, Elijah Hollands. Um, I think he he's he's one to look at for next year, as well as monitor his preseason. Just I want to I want to assess him a bit more in the preseason next year, and that's Noah Anderson. He's in the shadow of Rao. No one really pays much attention to Anderson now. His stats this year haven't been that flash, but I want to see his round twenty one to twenty three. That's what I'm going to keep an eye on. And if he kills it, he's one to look at next year. But again, he'll be in that pool of fucking insane mids, so probably won't pick him. But for a draft league, maybe. Yeah, that's... yeah, he's played a played wing, so I can't see him getting DPP at all for next year. Um, but I do really rate him as a young prospect. I think he's going to be a really good AFL player. Yeah, and we'll finish on the Giants and we'll power through this. Actually, no, fuck it. We'll just go on to the we'll, – we'll start the Giants next week. We'll start with the VC and C options. We've got to keep this brief, Pato. Let's go. So we are not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing every week. We give you guys VC and C options that are either vanilla or fucking otherwise – set you guys apart from your opposition. So Supercoach finals time Friday at GM HBABCDFG Stadium is Geelong Cats versus the GWS Giants. Who do you have VC in this one? A Pato. Now, is this confirmed fixture? Is Has that come out? I missed, I must have missed this piece of news. Uh, the This is what I've just, that's just been updated. I know that um, Friday night is Geelong Giants and it is on my phone right now. There is no little warning saying hey the fixture hasn't been set yet so no they must like it's confirmed looks like we've been relegated to the Saturday Arvo slot so that's brilliant but anyway we'll get to that (laughs) um Geelong Giants now I I really like Tom Hawkins Dano if you're an owner like yourself because especially especially as a VC because Phil Davis is out bang yep and it's down in Geelong yep and I don't know off the top of my head how Hawkins went against them. It doesn't matter because last time, I think as, a VC, I like it. as much as I love Sammy Taylor, I think he's going to have a, his hands full against Hawkins just through sheer strength. Sam Taylor is a very smart defender, but brute strength-wise, Hawkins will fucking kill him. That's what I reckon. Um, don't mind the cheeky VC on the guff. I don't really like any Giants players, really, unless it's maybe a Whitfield VC. Um, Dangerfield could get off the ropes in this game. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say Dangerfield, yeah. but as a real left field one, Dano. Yeah. Someone that might play a bit of midfield with all of those midfielders out, who doesn't usually play a lot of midfield. Laning. Toby Green. No, can't say it. Can't see it happening. They need him for as a goal threat. Maybe if they're not winning the clearances and whatnot, because our clearance machine is gone in Hopper. Um, I can't see it happening. Maybe at halfway point. What who you might see, and this is super coach irrelevant, is um Brent Daniels more in the middle. Oh, so the Giants are gonna win then. Spark plug in the middle. The only thing is he can't last too long in the middle. So Unless he can um, get a fucking subscription with Pilot to stay in there and stay up, um, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's gonna you're gonna see him rotate through there a bit. I think Timmy Taranto will too, but I can't see either one of them going huge in Supercoach unless I get on the Pilot program. <laughs> yeah, just 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 quickly, um, you mentioned him, Tim Taranto. Now I know a lot of owners have been super disappointed by him, but this week Tom Green and Jacob Popper are both ruled out. So Toronto is the one that's going to pick up a bunch of midfield minutes. So I know if you're an owner, you've probably been super frustrated by his down patch. He's got a three-round average of 68, which fucking hurts. But I'm going to back him in to get 120 plus this week because he's going to play midfield where he should be always playing and he'll do really well, I think. There you go. Move on to Saturday game. Carlton versus the Suns. I hiccuped at Marvel Stadium. Sam Walsh versus Took Miller. I can see this guy, both of them going fucking huge. Um, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong VCing either of those guys, Dano. Um, yeah. Spewing, I don't own either of them. Interesting <laughs> to note, though. Interesting to note, Sam Walsh scored just 89 against the Suns earlier this year. Um, but they could possibly have been tagging earlier on, and they're not tagging now. So... Yeah, Sam Walsh, I like to go really big. Uh, and Took got 132 against the Blues. So mm. I don't think you can go wrong with either of those guys and no one else is worth talking nah, about in that not game. Really. Let's move on. Not really. Um, Richmond versus North Melbourne, the blockbuster at the MCG, if the prime time slot of 4.35 p.m. on a Saturday. Um, Aaron Hall, Seagull. The, actually, you know, the funny thing is, I reckon... North's going to win this game. Yeah, so do I. And I think Aaron Hall is going to have a massive game. So he's probably going to be my VC. Yeah. Um, do we know how, oh, Cunnington had the cancer taken out? So he can't. By the way, Ben Cunnington, shout out to you. Hope all is going well after that surgery, mate. Um, but yeah, Aaron, Aaron Hall's the main one I'd look at. A cheeky option. Shay Bolton. Jaden Stephenson. It sounds disgusting, but it does sound disgusting. No one knows him, so if you're relying on Jaden Stephenson to win you a game, though, quit Super Coach. Yeah, uh, not, you're in a lot of trouble, and you should have been listening to us a lot earlier. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I am actually off Shea Bolton right now, and the only reason why I'm saying I'm off Shea Bolton is because I have him, and ever since I traded him in, I don't think he's gotten above a fifty something. And See, if I, if I say I'm no 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 listen to me this is my this is my psyche if I say I'm off him <laughs> if I say I'm off him what happens he does well yeah so I'm fucking off Shea Bolton <laughs> the thing is so Shea got 56 on the weekend um 
and kicked zero goals three, and that's very unlike him. And even if he kicks two of those, he, that, that means his stats go to 12 touches, five tackles, two goals, one, and he gave away a couple of free kicks as well. So, look, I think a 56 is obviously not good enough at all, um, even as an F6, but I th- I just I think he'll bounce back this week and get you at least a 95. Yeah, okay. Don't mind, don't mind, don't mind. Um, yeah, just just quickly, Dan, we've, we've, we've already spoken about the Giants, but I've got a little bone to pick with you. Mm-hmm. Now, just after the mid-season draft, we had a podcast. Oh, fuck. I knew this was coming up. I knew this was coming up. Fuck it. It's about Pete Lynn, isn't it? It's Pete I did a little rundown of everyone that may or may not debut this year. And I, aside from that Hawthorne young ruck that they drafted, I've got most of them right. And I mentioned a young guy by the name of James Peatling. I was so the you, reason why the you reason told why, me. Hang on, hang on. This is my turn. Leon mate. Cameron's a dumb fuck. So I just well, assumed yeah, that, that he wouldn't play him. We know that, but you said that he was absolutely no chance of debuting this year. I thought he would next but year. Funnily enough, debuted this last week against Port Adelaide, mind you, and just got a lazy ninety-seven at at one hundred and two thousand. So just wanted to add that in, Dano, that. You're meant to be our resident Giants expert, and there's not many of them around. <laughs> and you've let the people down. I was it was more out of hope that they wouldn't play him. All reports was that he was tracking well too. And I was just like, every time I've heard someone's tracking well, they they don't get played. Like Luke Valente. <laughs> no, like just at the in the, the giant the Giants in general, like Riccardi boots eight or nine goals in the VFL, still doesn't get picked in the forward line, shit like that. So yeah. that I was just hoping that Leon wouldn't pick him. Sorry, that's my dog. Um, just so that uh, we can get him for cheap next year. But now he's fucked it for us. But anyway, um, we'll move on to the next game, which is the fucking showdown, Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. Try and power through these, Pato. Um, pardon the pun. Uh um, Ollie Wines for me in this one, or Rory Laird, the two biggins. Um, left field, Charlie Dixon, but I don't think you'll get off the reins against the Crows too much. Yeah, see, I reckon Ollie Wines might get a bit of attention from Harry Schoenberg this week. So yeah, okay. I'm not sure I totally like that. And also got 70 against him earlier on in the year. So he's someone that I think they'll pay a lot of attention to. Um now, Rory Laird's in, a, in a, a great vein of form and got 125 in the showdown earlier on in the year. So I do like Laird, but we're talking Saturday night, so we're probably looking at a captain. I think you probably want someone a little bit more reliable than that. Um, I backed in Rory Laird's 180-odd against Collingwood and got him as a captain score, which was an obvious one for me. But Laird against Port Adelaide is way too risky. And I feel like Wines is, against Adelaide is also very risky. Okay. So I'm not sure. Maybe a Charlie Dixon if you own him. Um, Do you want a big left fielder? Him. Huge left fielder? Absolutely, mate. We love those big left fielders. Fucking Carl Amon. Oh, no one has him. Just saying. That dude has been a bit of a tease for the last couple of years. And we don't know where the fuck he's ever going to play. And he seems to be playing a lot more mid now. He's actually pumping out some pretty big scores here and there. So for whoever has him, I don't know how many owners have him or if it's like a super coach draft or whatever, and you're allowed to loophole, 
fucking loophole Carl I'm on this week. I could I just feel it. I feel it. You know? Um move on to the next one, which is St Kilda versus Sydney. That's at Marvel at 7:40 p.m. on the Saturday. Blockbuster game, Saturday night on TV. Who you got, Pato? Besides Steel, because we'll all say Steel. And besides Mills, because it's at Marvel and it's away from the SCG. Well, there's not really anyone else then, is there, Dano? Mate? <laughs> what about Marshall? Maybe if Paddy, Paddy Ryder doesn't play? Yeah, well, Rowan Marshall fucking equaled Steel last week. Yes, so, but Paddy Ryder didn't play. So if Paddy yeah, Ryder's back up, from all accounts, it was, I think it was just a bit of Achilles soreness. But can Paddy someone's... Ryder retires this year? Oh, mate, yeah, I reckon he does. And we'll get to St Kilda next week, I think. But Rowan Marshall is a big fat start on round one next year for me, provided he gets through preseason as a as a forward ruck. Yep, fair. Um, Lukey Parker, I don't mind in this game. He's in really good form. And, yeah, flying under the radar, even as a super coach option, in just 3% of teams and three-round average of 120. So... I don't mind that at all, Dano. This is a pretty big game for both of these teams, even though St Kilda will probably blow their chance yet again. Yep, yep. Um, Fair. <laughs> I think St Kilda will finally knock them out of finals contention, finally. Um, yeah, or Buddy Franklin. Yeah, yeah, don't mind, don't mind. Anyway, we'll move on to Sunday. So first game is 17th versus 14th, which is Hawthorne versus Collingwood. Who you got? It's at... University of Tasmania, so I already know who Pato is going to say. Oh, you know who I love down there, don't you? <laughs> yep. And against Collingwood, oh, that is yep. juicy as fuck. Tom Mitchell, Tom Mitchell fam. Um, Average is a lazy 126 against the Pies as well, so oh. does love eating magpie for dinner. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, anyone from magpies besides Grundy? No. Yeah, maybe maybe that forward. Oh yeah. Jordan to go. <laughs> 138 on the weekend. Five round average of 114. So he's in some decent form, you could say. Really bizarre. These two teams haven't played at all this year, Dano. And yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, I was looking at last time St. Kilda and Sydney played, and it was only about six weeks ago. <laughs> Which is fucking weird. But anyway, I'm not going to question what the AFL do because they do what the fuck they want. What about a Jack Crisp? I like that if you own him. Um, really like that. He's killed it the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, go. I can't really think of anyone else. Oh, Jake O'Meara could have a big one. If you he did have a really big game and Collingwood don't tag as well. So, yeah, yeah. I don't mind yeah. Jago if you've got him. There's a massive POD if you do have him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, these options can also Red. be VC options too because there's, a Monday, there's a Monday game. Tom Phillips against his old team. Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. You go wash your mouth out. Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> Mate, I'm... I'm not saying any rapist names on, on air, so you watch your own mouth. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Western Bulldogs versus Essendon. First versus 10, 3.20 p.m. at Marvel Stadium. Got too many to 
fucking go with here. Mate, Craig, you're Bont, you're Parish, you're fucking Merritt. Someone's going to go big. Yeah, I, I reckon the dogs' mids are going to go nuts this game, Dano. Essendon give up a lot of points to opposition midfielders. So take your pick between McRae and Bontempelli. Uh, at Marvel, I really like Bontempelli. Actually, actually, there's one more in there that I was just thinking about. There's going to be the battle of the clearance beasts. And I've never thought I'd say this, but I think it's going to, there's going to be a good battle between Liberatore and fucking Jakey Stringer, if Jakey Stringer plays in the guts. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Is Shiel back this week, though? I reckon he's finally going to be Shield back Shiel played week. last week, didn't he? Oh, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure he played last week, my dude. I'm, I've been, just been watching Olympics, really. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Shiel, six. Uh, he had 22. Oh, got 83. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I reckon. How many disposals did he have? 22 disposals, whereas Parrish had 34 and Merritt had 35. Probably found a target. Okay. He played last week as well, Dano. Yeah, the week before. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I'm pretty sure he yeah. played against the Giants. Yeah, he did. But he, they like eased him back into it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. no, I like McCray and Pontepelli. Really like them in this game. Yep. Fair, fair. Um, no, I can't go past them. We've rattled off the names there. Um, we'll move on to the next one, which is Fremantle Dockers versus the Brisbane Lions at Optus Stadium. Now, that's eighth versus sixth. If you have Sean Darcy, he's had two eh games so far. One of them he got in the 90s where really he should have got about 130. But he's he had a he's shit in front of goal and he gave away about four or five frees. Um, last round, he was, I think he's just scraped over 100. I reckon he's going to go fucking Boonanaz against the Brisbane Lions and Oscar McInerney. Yeah, the one I really like is Andy B. Um, no no Brizzy Lions players? No Lions? No Lions of the Lions? I, no, because Caleb Sarong and Adam Chera, they, they really like to lock down on those opposition midfields. So I don't like anyone against Frio. Um, and Brisbane don't tag at all. So Brayshaw is the one for me. Now, he probably won't replicate his 190. But this is also a really big game for Frio just to stay in that spot. And it's at Optus Stadium. And Brisbane are in really, really poor form. So for me, it all adds up to a really big any Brayshaw game. Or one of our favourites on the show, Lukey fucking Ryan. We love Lukey. Is he, is he taking kick-ins? Yes, he takes most of them. Him and Wilson, I'm assuming, are the two that take the kick-ins. Yeah, Wilson maybe. takes a couple as well because he's such a long kick. Yeah. Um, just because, like, even though the Lions kicked 12, I think it was 12 8 last week, they usually kick a fuckload of behind. So, cheap points for Lukey Ryan, a few intercepty septies, you know what I mean? So, Lukey Ryan, I don't mind either. But these one, that one, it'd have to be probably a, a captain's option that game. So, Brizzy versus Frio, as is the next one, has to definitely be a captain's option. <laughs> Which is Monday Monday night football, West Coast versus Melbourne at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Can't touch any Eagles in this one, besides Nick Nat for me. In um for for, well, for obvious reasons. Because they just play so shit. Uh, Clayton Oliver to get off the chain. 
yet. I was all over this as well. Or Petrarca, if you've got him. Mm. Um, the Eagles have really struggled against midfielders this year. Even though I think Luke Shuey is coming back this week, um, he's not going to help contain Clayton Oliver. And coming off a 166 on the weekend, uh, mm. Clayton just goes nuts whenever he's not being looked after by an opposition player. And West Coast are going to let him get off the absolute chain. And same with Petrarca, obviously. Yep, yep. Anyway, we'll finish up with that. Um, so we've had two questions. They're not really questions. They're more like statements. Um, one of them's off Twitter from your your man, Damien Ma, um, saying he needs we need more content relating to Damien Ma. Yeah, so not only does he just talk really creepily to really young women on Twitter, but he's also a bit of a homophobe. So um, even if we did like sucking each other off, Damien, <laughs> Ma, um, what's the fucking issue if that were the case? Um, <laughs> we, we're, we're an accepting community here at Supercoach Co-Captains and we, we don't have an issue if you like to have a dick in your mouth as a male. Um, and obviously <laughs> Damien Ma does and he's probably married to his sister. So, Fucking um, hell. Shit. Yeah. I think you'll. I said I'd put put him on the run sheet with that one, and I don't think you'll be disappointed with. <laughs> you just said. Oh fuck! Hashtag rent free. Um, who's who's living in whose head rent free? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's the one begging to be uh, mentioned on our show. So maybe maybe he should just create a podcast with his sister. I mean, wife and fucking about hell, mate. Oh. Something. Sw- Sweet home Alabama. Anyway, um, the other one was from James, and he's asked who... <laughs> James asks who our favorite listener is. Now, this is a tough one. And I'd I I'd, I'd like Pat Pados is obviously Damien. Uh, <laughs> but for for me, I think starting up this podcast and really getting it out there and just Questions after question every week. Would you have safe to say, and he's gone a bit MIA, Tate, I think, would be up there. Tate and actually James, because James is pretty much active every week. Yep, yep, yep. No, they'd be up there. Uh, number one, though, I reckon would be Pado. Um, really <laughs> avid listener. He listens every week. And King Supercoach. Um, Really, yeah, yeah, loves his super coach. Had a pretty shit year in super coach, but I, I, he's an avid listener every week. Listens every week, and yeah, it's probably my favourite listener. <laughs> King super coach would be up there too. Um, yeah, we, we love the run. We we haven't heard from him for a little bit, so I'm assuming he probably regrets his Whitfield <laughs> trade. Yeah, um, can't imagine why, Dano. Did Payne score more than Whitfield this week? I reckon he did. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's still that 140-something yeah. really fucked him up. Um, anyway, what's your Twitter, Pato? What's your Twitter handle? At P-O-T-T-O. That sounded like P-O-T-T-O, Potto. You'll probably still find me. Well, it's P-A-T-T-O-S-T-T-T-C. Mine is D-A-N-E-O-S-T-T-T-C. That's at Dano S-T-T-T-C. Um, find us on Facebook. Find us on all your different fucking platforms and whatnot. Um, send us through shit. We don't, like, we, we don't knock it back. We try and answer every one of your questions and whatnot. People have gone MIA because they've used all their trades, so they've got no options left. 
But yeah, anyway, from us at the Supercoach co-captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. The fuck off. Go Boomers. Go the fucking Boomers.